0: The following is a presentation of the Connection Church, a place where people are being set free. If you'd like to know more information about our community, you can join us online at ConnectionChurchNC.com. Amen. I just want to start off maybe a little different than we've started off ever before in this church. And here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to bow your heads again. We're praying a lot this morning, but there's a need for that because there is... uh, there is a need for your attention. There is a need for your heart. There is a need for what you even brought into this place this morning. And, and we're going to deal with it right now. Um, I'm not sure what may be taking place in some of your lives. I don't know maybe what the ride over here was like. I don't know really what your weekend was like. I have no idea what some of you are facing tomorrow. But we're going to, pl- to pray. Um, there is an enemy. And, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later this morning um, because this Jesus Is series is needing to let you know that Jesus is greater than anything that has taken place in your life right now. Um, and I don't think many of us believe that, that are sitting right here. I think that we think that the enemy and these issues... And these burdens and this bondage and these things that we're addicted to and the things that are destroying our lives and the things that even have us oppressed and some of us depressed in this place today are greater than our God, Jesus. And I just want to let you know that we're going to squash that right now. So Jesus, we just come to you in your powerful name. Loving what you have done in this place, thank you for allowing us to freely worship you. God, I pray right now in the powerful name of Jesus, in a way only you can, Lord, that you will defeat the enemy, you will bind him from this place, from every heart, from every mind, from the oldest in this place to the very nursery that's down the hall, that your presence will dominate every aspect of everything that's taking place in here today. God, we want to have fun in this place. We want to experience your freedom. And that's what we're getting ready to do, and we thank you for allowing us to do that, Jesus. God, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit, that is so full in this place, your presence will start to minister. Andy said that the word that the pastor has, God, I think more importantly it's the word that your Holy Spirit is speaking to your people right now. God, we need to hear from you. And so God, whatever the message is that we need to hear, God, will you speak it? Lord, may some of us right this very moment, may we draw closer to You than we ever have before. God, maybe someone in this room who does not have a relationship with Your Son, Jesus, they've never made the salvation a reality. God, may You, strangely, in a powerful, almost unexplainable kind of way, will You bring that person to You right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. See, guys, there's so many things God is wanting to do, and one of them is getting ready to take place in this church at 11 o'clock today. You know, we talk about Jesus all the time here. We know who Jesus is as a staff, as a leadership team, and we're wanting the masses to know who Jesus is. At 11 o'clock today, there's a class that we offer here at Connection called Momentum One. And Momentum One is a class where you actually get to learn, maybe for the very first time, of who Jesus is. We actually take it from the Scripture, the Gospel, and we make it real for you. Pastor Brent Bennett does an unbelievable job teaching this class. It starts at 11 o'clock today. It goes for four weeks. Some of you may need to cancel what you're doing after this service and attend this class. We offer it periodically throughout the year. So if you can't make it this time, you need to be listening out for Momentum One because we explain to you who Jesus truly is. Because I believe that when you understand just who Jesus is, it changes the rest of your life. It can't help but to. So 11 o'clock right after this service in the library, Pastor Brent Bennett is bringing it, and I promise you, Some of you are probably going to your grandparents afterwards. Don't tell them I said this. It will be better than hanging with your grandparents. I promise you that. Uh, Man, Mitch, Pastor Mitch, where are you, man? Pastor Mitch is doing a phenomenal job with our students. He just kicked this thing off last week. Listen, I see all kinds of students in here. I see you. And I didn't see you this past Sunday night. This Sunday night, tonight at 6 o'clock in that band room, if you are a student... In sixth grade to twelfth grade, you need to be in this band room because I promise you what's going on there is phenomenal. It is a movement of God, and you don't want to miss it, okay? Pastor Mitch, thank you for your leadership. Man, I don't know about you. Um, I just don't know. How many of you, and and I can't have you raise your hand, but in your brain I want you to answer this question. How many of you just feel alone? You know, It's part of life. We sometimes feel alone. This morning, if you have a Bible with you, which, man, we should start giving bonus points for people who actually bring an actual Bible. Yes, and it's not on your iPhone because we're just a switch away from losing all of that technology. Um, But if you bring a Bible, we need to get some gold stars and start giving those things out. They're doing these puffy things at the Wahlberg Elementary School, and they're trying to fill their cup. Anyway, that's a rant. Hey, listen, if you're in your Bibles, if you're on your iPhone, if you're not, they're going to be on the screen. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1. We're going Old Testament story of the beginning of Joshua's leadership. And this morning, I'm just going to be going through the first nine verses, and, and you're not going to probably, I'm not going to probably read every one of those first nine verses. There's one verse in particular that I need to pay attention to, and you do as well, because Joshua had to probably, he had to be, feeling alone at this point of his life. For those of us who have been in church, we know that Moses was Joshua's leader, like Moses was mentoring Joshua. And and God comes on the scene in Joshua chapter 1 and says, listen, Joshua, Moses is dead. Like your mentor, this man that you have looked up to, that you have been being led by is dead. I guarantee you Joshua felt all alone. Did you know it's possible to feel all alone even though you're surrounded by tons of people? i felt that way before. i felt alone and I know what lonely feels like. I was a little kid and, and I was a decent swimmer. I know it doesn't look like it right now, but I could swim pretty decently when I was little. I swam so well that the the coach for the swim team at Windover Hills Public Swimming Pool noticed and said, hey, would you like to be on our swim team? I said, well, sure, because that sounded pretty cool, and, and all the kids that were on the swim team, they were pretty cool. And so I said, sure. And I thought that was a pretty good idea until they started trying to find Speedos to fit me. And, and it went south from there. And so I remember them not being able to find a Speedo to fit me. They couldn't find one, so I had to wear my regular old blue swim trunks to the first meet. And I was the only kid there in normal swim trunks. But I I remember swimming and doing all my thing, but I remember feeling so alone, even though there were all kinds of kids swimming and all kinds of parents and all kinds of coaches. I felt so alone. And I remember that it must have been such a bad event for me that, like, there's no pictures, there's no recollection of this ever taking place. And as I've started to think about this, I may need to talk to someone about this because it has affected me more now that I've started to think about it. Like, my parents never let me quit anything. Like, if you start it, you're finishing it. But that was my first and only swim meet because I quit and they let me. But Joshua had to feel the same way because there were millions of Israelites, they say. And Joshua is now called on to lead them. Joshua had to feel all alone because as you read in Joshua chapter 1, I don't need to read this for you this morning because I trust in your intelligence. And you can read through this, but over and over and over, three times, In nine short verses, God says, Hey, listen, Joshua, and it's going to be okay. Be strong and be courageous. Joshua, I know you feel all alone right now, but I don't want you to fear. Told him that like three different times. And I believe God came to Joshua and I believe that he said, Joshua, you know that I was with Moses. Joshua, do you remember, I know Joshua, you were probably just a young little boy, but do you remember that time when you and your family crossed through on dry land when Moses parted the Red Sea? Joshua, do you remember that? I believe God came and he said, hey Joshua, do you remember that story that Moses used to tell all the time that I showed up to to Moses in a form of a burning bush? Do you remember that? I bet you God said to Joshua, he said, Joshua, do you remember that time when Moses came down off the mountain and he was carrying those Ten Commandments, those two stone tablets? And do you remember when Moses' face was shining so bright no one could even look at him? Do you remember me being with him? I bet you God came and said, Joshua, do you remember that time Moses had the ark thing and all of the animals were saved I was just making sure you guys were paying attention on that one. I think I lost you, so I had to slide one in there. But what I'm getting at here is God said, listen, Joshua. Joshua. And he says it here in the fifth verse. And I believe that there's somebody here today that needs to hear this. And he says here, he says, he says, no one. I want you to put in your blank there. Whatever it may be, not only someone, but it may be something is not going to be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. And here he goes, listen. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. I believe that some of us in this room need to understand that Jesus is here. Like Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, His presence, the God that was with Moses, the God that was with Joshua is the same God that is with Scott and is with you here today. But I believe that there are some of us and we just truly don't grasp that. Listen, I can tell you the good news is that God is not only in this church. But God is everywhere. If we're just willing to step out of ourselves, which is a struggle. We will understand that God is always speaking to us. He is always around us. But I know that many of you who grew up in church, this isn't the first time you've ever heard a preacher stand here and say that to you. I know that for most of your adult life, you've heard something like that. You see, it was just this past week when my wife was talking to Lincoln, my son, who you saw on the screen with the bow tie, trying to figure out how he got two cameos, and I never got interviewed once. But um she was telling Lincoln, she was saying, telling Lincoln where Uncle B is. Uncle B is Pastor Bradley. And she was telling Uncle telling Lincoln where Uncle B was. And if those those of you don't know, Pastor Bradley is in Israel today, like right now. And and she was explaining to him that Bradley is where Jesus actually lived and and walked and and lived and ate and and died and where he rose. That's where Bradley is. And Lincoln simply looked at her with such innocence and honesty. As much as a seven-year-old can muster, and he said to my wife, that stuff is real. Yeah, it's funny, but then it actually clicks in, right? I believe that there's a lot of people, and not only in this room, but I believe that there are people filling churches all across this nation today who have heard for the most of their adult life that that Jesus is here, that God's presence is here. But it has never become a reality to us. And you see, we as the church have never allowed His realness to transform our lives. And so this morning, I want you, when you leave out of this place, I want you to know two things. And as today starts off your week, I want you to be driven by the fact that Jesus is with you. He is here. And then the second one is something that only God's presence, His Holy Spirit is going to be able to do in your life because no worship set, no message from a preacher, there's no small group, there's nothing that can make this a reality in your life. Other than God's presence impressing upon you that Jesus is real. Jesus is real. You see, He's not a theory, He's not just some notion. Jesus is not a feeling. Jesus is not a bunch of doctrine, Jesus is not a denomination. My friends, please hear me because this will change the rest of your life. Jesus Christ is real. And when He died on that cross for your sins that are very real, Jesus is real. There's a scripture that somebody wrote in Hebrews chapter 10. You want to hear real? Because some of us came into this place today going to miss His realness because you're overwhelmed by sin. Like what you did yesterday, what you've done last week, what you've done last month, what you're thinking about even doing tonight is more real than the Savior that we're here worshiping today. Some of us came into this place and our burdens our financial situation, our marriage, our hectic life, our job that we're going to tomorrow, it is more real than the Savior that we're here worshiping. See, the writer of Hebrews said this in Hebrews 10.10. If you take notes, this is one to remember. The writer said, We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And it's by that sacrifice it goes to verse 14 and says that He has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. I need you to know this morning that Jesus is more real than any problem you brought into this place. I need you to hear me say that because His presence is here, He is greater than your greatest need. And there may be some of us in here who have never said, whether out loud or even in our minds, I don't even believe all of this stuff. My Jesus that is in this place today is more real than your doubt. See, I prayed yesterday for a man by the name of Joe. I don't know Joe. I just know Joe came up to me and he said, I I need you to pray for me. And I prayed for Joe, and I prayed this specifically. I said, God, if there is even an ounce of doubt in Joe's life, God, if there is even an ounce of doubt in my life that you are real and you are who you say you are, God, will you show up in a way only you can? You see, Joe got run over by a forklift and he's having trouble with all of his disability and lawyers and things, and he is in need. And I just said, God, will you show up in a powerful way in his life? The end of that day, we were wrapping things up, and there was a drawing. I don't know how you feel about that, but I love it because I want to win them. And it was a drawing for $140. Hundreds of little red tickets in this thing that this lady was drawing out the name, and I was announcing it. Here comes the grand prize. And this lady draws out a ticket, and I look at it, and Joe's name was on it. You see, God shows up even in little ways. And I said to Joe when he came walking back to get his prize, I said, Joe, do you need this $140? He said, I need it more than you know. And I said, God has removed every ounce of doubt in your life. I have no idea where Joe is today. But you see, God is very real and he's wanting to show every single one of you in this room how very real he is. And so we're getting ready. If you'd stand with us, we're going we're to sing this song. And it's a song that every one of you that have been here any amount of time know. Because I believe God's getting ready to do something. He's getting ready to show you if you're willing just to accept the fact that the way he does things may not be the way you do things. God's presence is here and He is wanting to set you free from everything that may be holding you back. Jesus, this time is Yours. Holy Spirit, will You move in this place?